Super Talk Mississippi media production. Well, I did it. I found a Western Michigan beat writer. It was it was a good search, and we ended up here with our new friend, Matthew Ayler. He covers the uh, Western Michigan for the uh, Kalamazoo Gazette and MLive.com. Matt, I, I did some preliminary research here on Western Michigan. And, you know, this looks like a team that obviously we all remember, you know, P.J. Fleck and, and what happened there a few years back. But since he left, this has been a, a team that's been in bowl games. They've had some some solid seasons. And I thought, look at last year, they were relatively close to being back in a bowl game. You know, a couple of, of, of defeats there, that one to the Northern Illinois team that finished 3-9 and nine is the one that stands out as, as the bad one. Can this team this season be a factor in the MAC? You know, that's a great question. Um, there's a lot of new faces. Obviously, it starts with, you know, the new uh, head coach and Lance Taylor. Um, but he's bringing he's bringing a, uh, a new fre- a breath of fresh air, in my opinion. I've been to, a, you know, their spring game um, and a spring or and a winter practice, actually. Um, and I tell you what, the first thing that jumps off the board for me is uh, this this team is going to is going to run with pace. Their offense is going to be uh, very up tempo. Um, you know, obviously Lance is uh, the former offensive coordinator at Louisville, um, and he's been the run game coordinator at Notre Dame, which uh, they went to the football playoffs in 2022. Um, and then it all started uh, as a graduate assistant at Alabama, and we all know how um, successful that program is. So, um, you know, I guess the the long answer is uh, they've got a brutal schedule. And obviously, you know, they, they play Mississippi state and, you know, that's, that's why we're here, but uh, you know, they play Syracuse um, and they, they actually have, they go on the road for, I think three games after their home opener. So Mm. we'll, we'll see right off the jump, uh, you know, how, how competitive this group is. I know they lost a lot of talent, you know, um, PJ Fleck brought over some transfers uh, that were standout players uh, from a season ago. Um, but I, I do like the, the, the energy and, um, the competitiveness of this group. And there's still a lot of talent on this team. Um, Marshawn Nealand is one that stands out. Uh, he was supposed to go to Colorado to join coach prime, but he's back, uh, for his junior year standout defensive end. Um, and you know, we, there's, there's uh credibility here, you know, Sky Moore, obviously he, he, he's with Kansas city chiefs. He's a former player, Greg Jennings. So I, I think the, the standard is there. Um, and I think this group ultimately is going to be competitive. Um, and you know, they, they beat Pittsburgh a season ago. I think that was one of the first games of the year. Um, so I think this group has it in them and I think they will ultimately be competitive this season. It looked like from a season ago, the offense was really the issue. We had some games where it were in single digits and just some low-scoring games in general. We'll talk about the guys who who left and who's going to replace them in just a minute, but two quarterbacks played a good bit last year. When you look at the depth chart, um, I'm going to try to get these names right, Trayson Borquette and Jack Salopek. I, I assume those are the two guys who are coming into the season battling for this job. Who's going to end up on top? That's a great question as well. Um, both have seen um, some significant time this spring. Um, I would give the slightest edge to Salopec. He's received a little bit more of the bulk of snaps um, with the first team, especially in the spring game. Um, and he's just a little bit more experienced, uh, played more of the snaps last year. Um, but 
Borgay, he he's got a little bit of uh kind of like an improv kind of scrambling ability, kind of makes plays when they're not there. Um, that I saw, especially in the in, in the in the winter practices. Um, so you know, I, I give the slightest edge to Salopak, but I wouldn't be surprised if Borgay was there. Um, and it's gonna be it, it, both of them are going to have to adjust because uh, this is a new offensive coordinator, brand new offense. Um, Billy Kosh comes from Richmond, um, and that was a uh, air raid attack. They put up over 30 points a game, cracked the top five, tw- top 25 in the F- FCS for total offense. Um, so, you know, I talked to both of them, and they're really enjoying um, just the the difference in, like I said before, the tempo of this new offense sounds like the the tight ends are going to be more heavily involved, maybe split out out wide. Um, so they're having fun. Um, but I would say, I would say Jack's probably the, the front runner right now. You hit on it a second ago, Minnesota really damaged Western Michigan in the portal, taking Sean Tyler, their leading rusher, a thousand yard rusher a season ago, and their leading receiver, Corey Cruz had almost 900 yards receiving. Both headed yeah. to Minnesota to play for PJ Fleck. Who replaces those guys? That, that feels like really big shoes to fill for for a Western Michigan team. No doubt. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm still I I started this job in February, so I'm still learning. Um, but you know, I, I think uh one name to to look out for um in the backfield, especially, is Zahir Abdus Salam. Um, he broke off a 75-yard run from scrimmage in the very first play of the spring game. Um, I think he's a he's a he's a dude that's hungry um, and is most experienced out of out of that young backfield. Um, and then uh, you talk about Crooms. You know, obviously he's leaving, but Jelani Galloway. I think he he could be one to to be on your radar. Um, I know he's probably the most experienced out of that group as well. So um, there are some playmakers. Um, and I did uh, talk to uh, Blake Bosma, who is uh, a cool story. Uh, he's the starting tight end. He's a he's a um, preferred walk-on. Um, and he's expecting good things this year um, coming into his junior year. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think there's, there's definitely some talent around there um, to, to look out for. And I think – the running back room has definitely got something to prove. You mentioned a, a little bit earlier, but uh, two years ago, this Western Michigan team went to Pittsburgh, who the eventual ACC champions, first-round quarterback and Kenny Pickett, and got the upset there. If you look back over the past few years, they've had some competitive games with Syracuse. They had a competitive game with Southern Cal, an 11-win Southern Cal team in 2017. Coming to Mississippi State, obviously it's their first trip into SEC country. What are they, you know, what are the two or three absolute keys for you that they have to have to pull off a, a G5, P5 upset that we've been seeing more of in the past few years? Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, I I I think uh they have to start fast, right? I mean, you can't go down uh early to a team like Mississippi State. The SEC is just uh, you know, by by and large, the the most talented in a division in all of uh, college football. Um, and y- you got to be able to get, create some turnovers too. You, you have to be able to, to, um, to, to withstand the tide. And uh, the thing that kind of gives me a little bit of confidence is this, this group sounds like they want to score points. Like they're, they're not going to be a team that, uh, you know, just is just, you know, looking to run the ball and just control a game. Um which 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 I think 
could could give them uh, a little bit of trouble uh, and, you know, just have one of those, you know, 45, 42 games, just like Pittsburgh, where, um, you know, they can just kind of keep up with them. Um, and, yeah, I, I think those keys definitely are, are at the top. When you, when you play one of these kind of games, obviously there's a great check involved for the, the for the group of five team, and you, you want to come down here and get the win. But for Mississippi State versus Western Michigan, what what do the Broncos want to take away from this game? It's in the middle of the season, so it's kind of in an odd spot. This is normally a kind of game you would think we played week one or week two. How does that affect them having to play this game in the middle of their max schedule? Yeah, it's 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 going to be tough. Um, it, like I said earlier, they they don't start. Uh, with an easy, easy task at the beginning. Um, but, you know, I think playing a team of that caliber uh, can only help you build towards what they eventually want to become with this new coach um, and, and just be back to where uh, the standard was before of PJ Fleck and, you know, um, winning the Mac and, and having such great success um, playing these kind of teams is only going to get you there. Right. I, you know, I, I think that's, that's probably the number one thing is no matter what the outcome is, if you play these kind of teams, you're you're ultimately going to get to where you want to go. Interesting to discuss the air raid offense because if there's one team in the country you would think would have an idea of how to slow down an air raid offense, it would be right here in Starkville after the past <laughs> three seasons with, with Mike Leach. So should be a very interesting matchup in the middle of the season. Looking forward to it. Matt Ayler from uh, M- MLive.com and the Kalamazoo, Kalamazoo Gazette. Thanks for joining me, man. Really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me, Brian. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.